0: Yeah, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> hello, Ochi. Uh, walk it like I talk
1: it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. <laughs> walk it like I talk it. You walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Walk yes, like it, like a walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey, walk it like I talk it. Yes, you are in for some more perspective. Thank you for joining. Today we tackle suffering. D equals S minus M. What is that? Well, if you listen to uh, Casey's "Deeper You Matter" episode, you, you'll know we're, we're, we're going more, and we we don't avoid the tough stuff, as you notice. And you are either suffering, or you know someone that is. You are either in a storm, or you're about to go in one. That is life. So we break it down, add some perspective, some wisdom. But first, your play of the day. Here you go. The
0: play. The play is- of the day. Carter, oh, God. God. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Swung on and hit in the ear to right. <laughs> and that ball is gone. <laughs> the meaning of faith is acting like a thing is so, even though it ain't so. In order that it might be so, Tony Evans says, simply because God said so, and that ultimately God requires you to move on faith and not your feelings. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. Faith, Tony Evans says, is not measured by feelings. It is measured by feet. That you know you have faith when you're moving on faith. We talked about the trials that to go through stuff in our life, but he uses those to increase our faith. The idea is this. God gets you through one storm, and as you approach the next storm, you have faith to trust that since God got you through the last one, he can get you through the next one as well. Paul writes to us in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1-10, through 10. To remind us that the ultimate aim of faith in Jesus Christ is salvation in Jesus, but then eternal rest in heaven with Jesus Christ as perspective for how to navigate the ups and downs of this life. Paul's lesson to the church is this. Don't forget, believer, heaven is your home. And as long as you know that heaven is your home, you can contend with whatever you have to contend with today. And he yelps out in excruciating pain. The doctor then says, well, uh, touch your thigh. The man touches his thigh and again yelps in agonizing and grimacing pain. The doctor then looks at the man and says, well, t- t- touch your forehead. The man touches his forehead and again hollers out in pain. The doctor's looking at this man and this suffering and all this pain. This is my goodness. I've never seen a case like this in my life before. This is so serious. Man says, doc, I've never heard, and I don't know what to do about it. And the doctor says, well, let's just do one more thing. Bend over and touch your toes. The man bends over and touches his toes. And again, he yelps in excruciating pain. And finally, the doctor begins to give him a full examination. And he finally says, well, no wonder why everywhere you touch, it hurts. You've got a dislocated finger. (laughs) I hope you see that the lesson is that sometimes we're in these seasons of our life where it seems like everywhere you turn and everywhere you touch, there is excruciating pain. But then you realize that if you were just to have this one area of your life to be ministered to, that one area would give you perspective for how to ascertain every other area of your pain. That what makes it even more perplexing is not just the universality of suffering, But what he calls the indiscriminateness of suffering, he says at the end of the day, the truth remains that suffering just doesn't stack itself up equally on everybody. Now, what I mean by that is suffering is random. Okay suffering is capricious suffering don't make no sense there's just these moments in our life whereby suffering just does not add up in fact have you ever been through something that makes no sense seems unfair is absolutely the most awkward ironic worst thing that could happen and you're screaming up to the heavens like god this makes no sense
1: man so much there thank you pastor ricky jenkins i will have uh, if you want to hear the entire message um, it's excellent, and uh, I'll have that at the, at the at the tail end of this, where, where to find more of him. So suffering, it, it it's not fair, and, and definitely if, if it's not you, then you know someone that's been going through a super tough time, and uh, that 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 could be marriage, that 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 can be health, it, it could be COVID related. Uh, some of you have had some terrible suffering before we even knew what COVID was. And some of you are going to have suffering long after COVID's done. And the key question is always, why? And if you were able to tune into uh, Casey's latest message that's up on Deeper, by the way, Deeper and called You Matter, talking about the purpose of suffering and where you're at. Suffering, might need your correction on this, Casey. So you might want to get ready. And you too, Marcus. I think this was part of the Requote Master one and done. Suffering without meaning is despair something like that, and then suffering with meaning when you have understanding that this is part of life, well, now you have wisdom, and now you have hope, and now you know the promise that is in Revelation. You know this broken planet is not it, and you also know this broken planet is broken. It is absolutely unfair. It explains if you're married why, why, why your spouse does this or your kid does that. Or, or, or why there is something called COVID, it, or, or politically, we could go a variety of different directions. This planet is broken. And even I think an atheist could agree with me on that. So, suffering, insight, some of you guys got certain verses that are gonna pop out at you, um, some of you guys some different takes. Requote Master, there might be a Tim Keller quote or something else coming out of you. So I, I, I love to lean on the Fry Dudes. We need to hear more of them, uh, le, le, less of me, and, and, and some talk about wisdom. And these guys have been tuning in and do a ton of reading and where they're going with this. So um, Casey, forgive me. And if it's someone else, just let me know. But you're usually, you just spoke on a lot of this uh, on your Deeper series. So anything particular of those four different examples, anything that popped out at you? Or you want to talk a little bit more about your message from, from Wednesday?
2: lot i could say and i don't want to dominate the whole conversation uh so what you mentioned with that d equals s minus m that comes from a uh well he's deceased now but he was a jewish man in the concentration camps named victor frankl oh that's right that's right and and dr frankl he he became a a psychiatrist and a neurologist i believe Um, after he got out of the concentration camps. But while he was in there, what he examined is in the middle of this suffering, these people would run headlong into electrical fences to kill themselves. But then another group of people who were suffering even more didn't kill themselves, and they prospered through this. And so that's where he came up with this equation, uh, despair uh, despair is suffering without meaning. And so, but I want to give a, I want to give a quick story on something that I experienced a few years ago. So about four years ago, my stepbrother, he was 16 years old. He was super healthy. I mean, very fit and hockey. I mean, at the top of his game and he started having lung, uh, like pain in his lungs. And so he went to the doctor and the doctor told him that it was just pneumonia which was pretty serious, but the pain kept on coming, and so they ended up shipping him to ma- uh, they ended up shipping him to a better hospital, and and it turned out that he had a very aggressive form of cancer, a lung cancer. And at this time, my wife was actually having a baby shower with a friend in that same town, and I just felt like God was calling me. I want you to fast from now until until you get to that city. And I want you to go and pray for him. And I was so confident that God was going to heal this boy. Like we were going to see a miracle. We were going to praise God. And I get up to the hospital. I've fasted the longest I ever fasted up to that point. And, and I'm ready to pray for him. And I get up to his room and they tell me he's too in too much pain to have any visitors. And so then I sit down in the lobby and I just pray for him. And I'm devastated by this. And within six weeks of getting his diagnosis, he died a horrifically painful death from that lung cancer that overtook his heart and encapsulated his heart and crushed his heart, stopped from beating. And his mom, being a being a nurse practitioner, she took him home before that, and she was the one who actually called his time of death. And in this, I found myself in this state of, God, what are you doing? Like, like you tell me that that we can do greater works. Like, I had faith. I had zero. I had zero doubt that you were going to heal this boy. You say that you ask anything in your name, and it's going to be done. Why did you let him die? How can you say that you love us and still allow us to suffer like this? A sixteen-year-old. You allowed a mother. To watch her little boy die in agony. And so, a little while later, as I was after asking God um, and almost accusing Him, which is not a good thing to do, but um, after asking God how He could allow us to suffer and still say that He loves us, uh, I took my daughter, she was three months old, I took her to get her first vaccines. And as we laid her on the table, the nurse had us hold down her arms and she put my daughter's legs between her thighs and shoved this needle into her legs. And I watched my daughter's face scrunch up in confusion and she just started screaming. And this thought went through my mind. All that this little girl knows up to this point is that her mom and her dad are here to love, to protect her, to feed her, to keep her safe. She doesn't know anything about uh, biology or disease or death or pain or any of that. How can I, as a 30 year old, explain to a three month old that this is ultimately for her good because this momentary pain could save her life someday? And in that moment, I felt like God was saying, Casey, if that's true that your knowledge as a 30-year-old can explain the temporary pain that you can't explain to a three-month-old? How much more possible is it that an infinite, all-knowing God can have a reason for your pain and can't explain it to a 30-year-old because you're not ready yet? This temporary pain that you're feeling right here on earth could be the very vaccine that saves your soul from eternal pain. Mm.
1: Man, thank you, Casey. Appreciate that so much. Um a lot there. I think um, wisdom with your daughter and then the pain and the why and what is up. Um uh, uh for the young your young brother, I, I just it it, it is hard, but let's let's go back to some truth, some facts, some logic again. Uh, and wisdom that you ended on. Um, what I love about the Bible, it doesn't sugarcoat. And we we love to say here, I think one of the cliches, uh re-quote master, correct me, uh, the only thing guaranteed is uh, death and taxes um, and suffering. Suffering is absolutely guaranteed. And I'm glad Pastor Ricky also talked about how indiscriminate it can be. Some just get a bigger cup of suffering than others, and that part's hard to understand, especially someone that loses a child young. That is perhaps it has to be one of the most brutal, bitter cups that anyone could drink from. Um, and then again, logic and truth. If I look back, what's, what's cool about getting your guys recorded and getting stuff up instead of going up into the vapor is we did a session on what happens when you die. And that was right before Christmas, I believe, 2020. If we need to correct that, dig that up. That one is important. That was one of the most listened podcasts we've had in a while. And it talks about the scientific studies and the documentation of these people, millions by the way, that had died, experienced what it's like after death, and those that truly believe in heaven and what that thing was really like. And once you know that, like Casey Howey ended on that note, once you once you really know that, then you know this is temporary. And this is just a blip on the radar. As long as this life can feel and seem at, at, at times for us on this earth, that is the truth. Just so many people plot that truth. Some don't, but when you're in despair, I just there's a battle out there right now with with depression and anxiety, and people are taking their lives. Uh, you got people fighting for their lives with cancer and COVID, and you got others just perfectly healthy taking it. It's because there is no hope, and there is uh, it's only despair. And, and at least for us, we're, we're a little beacon, but we are, as I always say, in the hope and encouragement business. This is why we exist. This is why you're sharing this with someone else, because you want to make sure to let them know that they absolutely matter and how much impact they've made on your heart. And and this isn't it. This isn't it. That's part of the truth and what we pursue and what we want to shine out. So thank you, Casey. It's fun, man. How I feed off you. You feed off of me. So I appreciate it. Wow. Well, that's the end of part one. Um, and Casey had a good read on it. Sometimes with faith, we can get a little too cocky or confident, doesn't come across with a lot of empathy. I do not want that. So, here's uh, Casey's prayer they ended on, and uh, we'll share it again on part two. Bonus cherry on top. Um, Casey, Jock and Jesus ended with a prayer, and I, I'm not gonna be able to do it quite justice, but let me just try to capture it for those listening because I think he hit a, a really Relevant point. Heavenly Father, for those that are still listening to this, thank you for them. And for some still frustrated and saying, you have no idea what I'm going through. Um, if we didn't hit the empathy notes well enough. Forgive us, Father. and Forgive us, listener. We we love you. I know we don't really don't know you, but you're right, and you're right. We do not know your pain fully, exactly what's going on. We may not have any idea the level of hopelessness that you have, although we've had plenty of dudes speak up. On it, uh, each case is different, including yours, Heavenly Father. You know exactly the pain this listener is going through. You know exactly the suffering they've gone through, or, or a loved one. And as Casey asks, j- just l- l- make sure they know they're reassured that you're with them, whether it's on the couch crying, or in the car, or they're contemplating their life. That you are with them, and that and that there truly is hope and to let them know this isn't it. Father, give them the note and part of this is probably this message just to just to reassure them they're not listening to this by accident. You absolutely matter, listener. You absolutely matter. You are not done yet. And there's some amazing things you can do out of this suffering. Anything is possible with God and heavenly father, just a special blessing upon that listener. May they better realize that and give them the vision and what they can be doing coming out of this storm. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Fry dudes. Thank you listener for joining and uh, thank you. Pastor Ricky Jenkins of Southwestchurch.com. If you digged that play of the day, you can find more of him and his stylings and musings and perspectives and wisdom. Uh, that one originated from Keep the Faith, week four, published on the 25th of January, 2021. Wrapping on a deeper thought, reflection, if you had kids, and some of you do, would you want them to be hopeful or hopeless? Yes, rhetorical. Yet, I truly believe we don't give that question, enough attention. As you know, the Fry Dudes are in the hope and encouragement business. And as many today, very popular today to slam the Bible, the Bible sells hope, is exactly what it does. And it explains exactly why we suffer. It also explains the greatest of the greatest will suffer. And let's face it, some of you are suffering unfairly. And that may even be an understatement. Question, again, did Jesus suffer unfairly? Absolutely. And you have something in common with one of the greatest ever, actually the greatest ever. Jesus experienced one of the worst deaths imaginable, and he didn't deserve it. Suffering without meaning equals despair. And if despair lingers too long, it becomes depression. And if depression lingers too long, well, you get the dark voices in your head telling you to kill yourself. And please, I beg of you, do not listen to those dark voices. Recognize them for their darkness and get help. Reach out to a Christian church, and if they are the right church, they will have compassion and resources, or at least can direct you to a strong Christian therapist. And if they don't, then avoid that church. It most likely means they they went dark too. That may sound a bit harsh, yet true. A properly tuned in Christian church will serve and love like Jesus If you had cancer maybe you do you would get treatment or you are and if you have an unbearable toothache you go to a dentist and for those that are depressed if depression persists especially to the point of wanting to take your or someone else's life you need to see a pastor and or therapist make sure they are christian make sure they are in the hope and encouragement business as well truth many of you are not going that direction in, in in despair you go to alcohol or drugs to lift and that's not a guilt check that's just a fact check they are temporary shortcuts That is exactly what they are even an addict will agree with me it's a temporary lift but the addict knows and I know you always need more They mask and only accelerate that depression. And yeah, you ever notice it? they are never enough. Maybe for an instant. Yet we always want more. And for the wise, (laughs) as we all wrestle at times with with, with the ways of this world, uh, suffering with meaning equals hope. And knowing this broken planet isn't it is a massive relief, and it's your choice, it's your perspective, and in, in, in pursuit to go after that truth. And question back: Do has our society? Do we really want truth, or does our pride get in the way that what we really, really, really don't want is to be wrong, and we 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 overplay the latter and we triple down on stubbornness and argue with others uh, doing the same thing on social media just spinning our wheels more truth means more of the owner's manual and whether you are deep or not there is always room for improvement and read for, for those that don't know james that well read james one to better understand suffering proverbs read proverbs for wisdom read matt mark luke and john to really know jesus ending on the song note you know i like energy yet i'm going to take the foot off the accelerator on this one hot rod shared this song with me as my, my wife is currently suffering from cancer and i i hesitate for a moment as we skeptical humans can do I thought about more, not, not, I go, no, she, she, she really likes Lauren Daigle a lot. So I really relayed to her and just said, hey, Hot Rod's praying for you, and didn't think much of it after that. The very next day, this exact song happens to work its way into her mix. She didn't add it. It just was part of her Spotify mix while receiving chemo. Things that make you go, hmm, God sees you. And God knows your hurts. Just like God saw his son on that cross. This isn't it. And despite the pain, we strive to make the most of this life in loving others. And someday, you will actually see and feel this world and promise explained in Revelation 21.4. For it says, And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. For now we press on, we encourage others. And don't always assume all is good with your loved ones or, or, or that stranger. And if you lack the words then share this. Share this episode if if you feel worthy. And when in doubt, speak up and encourage someone else. This is Lauren Daigle in Rescue.
2: You are not hidden. There's never been a moment you were forgotten. You are not hopeless. You have been broken Your innocence stolen I hear you whisper Underneath your breath I hear your SOS Your SOS I will send out an army You in the middle of the darkest night It's true, I will rescue you There is no distance I cannot be covered over and over You're not defenseless I'll be a shelter I'll be your own man, I hear you whisper underneath your breath, I hear your breath
1: so as
2: your